Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Oh, I thank you. Thank you, Megan. Oh, oh, it's so nice to be here. Oh, I'm delighted. I'm honored. I'm privileged. And look, you're here too. I am by happenstance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Delightful happenstance. Indeed. So. Mm-hmm. Speaking of audacity. Yes. Yes, Amber. <laughs> speaking of audacity. I'm just, I'm very nervous. I'm sitting here nervously watching it continue to record my voice and hoping that it doesn't all magically disappear. Sure. Because I, like an idiot, upgraded my working fucking, what's, what's it called? Like system? an idiot, I upgraded my, my operating system. Yes. To Catalina. Mm-hmm. Which apparently doesn't play nicely with Audacity. Yeah, so much so I mean, that Audacity's page just says, don't upgrade if you want to still use Audacity. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is on you, Amber. This is entirely on me. I, I almost uh-huh. always ignore updates for months, yeah. but not this one, apparently. Mm-hmm. So you can open it now using a terminal command, which sure I knew was a thing and I'm totally mm-hmm. comfortable doing, but I'm just so nervous that Catalina is just going to munch down on all my hard work. And then where will I be, Megan? I know. More yeah, importantly, I mean, then where will our loyal listeners be? Yes. I mean, and by loyal like, listeners, I mean Michael. Yeah. No, I, I, so the option here is, you know, you can pay a monthly service for something that edits podcasting, or you can buy one for like $90. Um, and honestly, to not make Michael wait for an episode, it's worth $90 to me. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 worst case scenario. It goes kapoop poop and we load one late. No one but Michael will notice. Yeah. And that is not okay for us. We it's, are no, willing it's... to spend $100 to make sure that that episode is waiting for Michael. Yes, Thursday absolutely. Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Hey, Amber, we watched Jupiter Ascending today. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we were going through Netflix and you said, ooh, Jupiter Ascending. It showed up and I was like, oh, yeah, that movie. (laughs) And I couldn't remember if I'd actually made you watch it yet. I felt like that level of joy at seeing it pop up as something Mm -hmm. you could watch on Netflix indicated you hadn't seen it. But I was Uh, wrong. No, I'd seen this shit before. And you were excited to see it again. Absolutely. I love that about you. That childlike glee. It should, you know, the shiny should wear off eventually, but it just never does. Yeah, if only we could bottle it. Let's see, let's see if we can distill it down to simple oh boy, stick figure brush strokes. What is at the heart of this movie, Megan? What is this movie's journey? What is our journey? Well, good question. Um well, Mila Kunis plays Jupiter Jones, obviously. Of course She's she does. The- She's the Jupiter of to which who is ascending. But the planet is also in this movie. The planet of Jupiter is also in this movie. This is also correct. This movie was also apparently released when Jupiter was ascending. Oh, what a commitment to astrology, which is loosely mentioned a couple of times (laughs) in this movie at the beginning and the end. Yeah, yeah, super great. So... The broad brushstrokes of this movie is that Jupiter Jones is the genetic reincarnation of the Abraxas's mother. The Abraxas's being this powerful space family. Yes, and and I guess genetic royalty. 
Yes, genetic royalty. Exactly right. Um, so she, um, the other Abraxases are Eddie Redmayne, who plays Balaam. Douglas Booth is Titus, and Tuppence Middleton is Kalik Abraxas. Oh, and so Tuppence. They are um, this royal space family that owns planets. I'm sorry. I'm I don't sorry. know why you're laughing at this, Amber. Royal this is... space family just tickled me. <laughs> so um, they seed planets with humans for them later to harvest. And by harvest, they mean murder and distill all the essence out of. I suppose they're kind of like Skeksis. Essence? And then they um, take that and they put like a hundred beings into these like water bottle, glowing water bottle sized things. Mm-hmm. Think and box they water, sell but it. glowing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they sell that and that gives people kind of eternal life. I mean, you know, it gives people a genetic recharge. Yes, fair. They, they have to keep, you're right. It's not the fountain of life. They just have to, they have to keep buying it. I mean... You wouldn't want it to be, like, a one-time thing, Amber. You'd lose money that way. Oh, yeah. And, and everything, everything in the universe is about money. Capitalism mm-hmm. Cap- is the real religion. That's what we yes. learn in this movie. Absolutely. For sure. Everything comes down to supply and demand and resource consumption. Who has the resources? What do they want to consume? And what's the real thing that you want above all else when you can have anything? It's time, Amber. Time becomes the most valuable resource. Oh, like what is really valuable? Of course, being able to live for as long as you want to live and also be mm-hmm. young and pretty. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Because Mila Kunis is this genetic double of um, Mama Abraxas, she, apparently Mama Abraxas has, had written into her will the second coming of herself, of her genetic duplicate, and willed herself the Earth. What a coincidence. That's where we're from. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And that's where we jump into our story. Mila Kunis has inherited the Earth because she's the genetic space queen. Yeah. So, I mean, you've, you've, you've definitely touched on kind of the soul of the movie, the driving force mm-hmm. of the movie, you know, harvesting yes. planets for eternal or, you know, extended youth. Mm-hmm. But what and is this course, movie really about, Megan? So the three Abraxas kids are tr- have their different motivations to capture Mila Kunis in order to either befriend her or steal the Earth because from her because it's a very important resource. And Chan- Channing Tatum comes in as Kane Wise, um, and he is essentially just trying to help jupiter live. not die yeah uh-huh pretty much he's originally hired by one of the abraxas cc's but then he right. kind of goes rogue he goes rogue megan mm-hmm. he does so essentially mila kunis has to figure out how she's going to survive the abraxas's different machinations and inherit the earth and what will she do with the earth from there harvest it the probably end. Yeah, oh, I assume capitalism wins in the end, always. Of course. Especially if you've spent the first, you know, bit of the movie scrubbing toilets and saying you hate your life every morning. Yeah, that's true. Plus, um, the Braxises live for, like, millennia, and um, she's just a single human who 
you know, could die at any point and doesn't want to use life elixir, so made out of people. Um, so she's got a limited lifespan. I mean, in our in their defense, and and, mm-hmm. and kind of, and they bring this up like, eventually we are just going to murder ourselves anyway. Yeah. Like yeah. we are, we are living on borrowed time as it is. It's it's a question of like just actual human engineered destruction or just whoopsie doodle human engineered destruction by by climate change. Yeah, wouldn't you rather your essence be used to keep um, space royalty alive rather than you know die by global climate change? I think so. I I don't see a problem with that. They mm-hmm. tell me it's a humane process. They do. After <laughs> they're not monsters, Amber. They're not monsters, Megan. Except then, they show bits and pieces of the process later, and it seems to just involve like needles and tiny spinning razor blades just yeah, descending just on a person. People. Yeah, it seems pretty kind of awful. I guess, they're and they seem to go. Yeah, they seem to go person by person as well, which seems like. I, I don't very know. inefficient. It seems very, very inefficient. Very inefficient. It does. Not, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how harmless it actually is. Yeah. Whatever. So, that's the story of Jupiter ascending. It's a. It's a space opera. Mm-hmm. It's. It's lavishly designed. There's a great it deal is. of complex and rich mythology. And vocabulary up the wazoo. Oh yeah, there's a vernacular at play here that that we only get a glimpse into. Yep. Things that they and shadows and keepers and skyjackers. skyjackers. Yeah, things that they never explain exactly what they are. Which I'm so. usually I'm pretty comfortable with. Oh yeah, no, I I think that's okay. Yeah, by no, me, I like. But there's well, a lot of jargon. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, we are. I think it's time for the critics' corner. I think you're right. Hey Amber, what did Metacritic say about this movie? Critics' aggregate was at forty. Audience was at forty-four. Oh wow. Okay. Um, Rotten Tomatoes critics were at 27 and the audience was at 38. Dear God. Ouch, right? I Pretty didn't, ouchy. I didn't think that this movie was one of our worst ones. I wouldn't have said so either. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's rough. That's, I, I'm, I don't know. Is it bad that this is worse rated than, say, From Paris with Love? I, yeah, I definitely... This movie was a lot of fun. I mean, it was it was everything the critics who were mad at it said it was. Yeah, absolutely. All the For descriptors sure. that they used were exactly mm-hmm. accurate. It is convoluted. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. info dumping a bunch of stuff that, mm-hmm. that really is better suited to hours and hours of content instead of two hours and seven minutes of, of yep. running time. Um, yeah, the dialogue is fine. <laughs> Yep, churning, swooping CGI universe. It's but it's and then like it's but then it's also very very eye catching and beautiful. The the positive really, reviews really focused on yeah how how well they crafted the worlds and and mm-hmm. how pretty the effects were and yes. the locations and the technology and you know don't worry about the story. It's, it's yeah, the don't, don't, don't overthink it. What are you doing? You might it might be kind of I don't know exactly what's happening or what your motivation for this moment is, but oh look at that that's pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the action scenes may have gone on a bit too long. I mean, like, if you go to something like Thor Ragnarok, with with their just 
space antics. It's just delightful. It makes me smile just to think of the yeah. There's some good the space pleasure antics. ship and the, oh, yeah, the pleasure um, ship. yeah, jumping from spaceship to spaceship. I mean, it's a basically the same exact thing. They're like floating over water and like um, trying to murder different spaceships and. I don't. I don't know what it is about Thor Ragnarok that goes so well, and this was kind of made me a little bit bored. Hmm. Couldn't tell you. Maybe we'll have to do a side by side comparison at some point, but you know, off the podcast because Thor's too well rated. Yeah, Amber, do you, I? I don't think I have any like no big problems in terms of like nope. Uh, this movie didn't seem problematic to me in any way. It was oh, you want, okay? So um, uh, no, nah, I, I, felt... I, I don't think. I mean, yeah. There were there were POCs, yeah, peoples of colors is. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they weren't in the leading roles. Yes, there was definitely all the main characters were white people. There were POCs in there, but uh, the expanded yeah. cast was more diverse than the main cast. Sure. Yep. Uh, but there there wasn't any most of most of the death fodder was CGI monsters. Right, so, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is the real minority? Uh, yeah, exactly. CGI it's monsters. Dragon. Oh, man. they were Winged dragon people. The the inhuman monsters were dehumanized horribly in this film. Oh, they sure were. Upsetting. <laughs> and obviously there were women, women in position of power. Mm-hmm. I did, like, Mila Kunis's character wasn't my favorite thing, but I don't have an issue with that. It just, I just yeah. didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have any issues with uh, the general conceit of this movie. None, none that I'm that are that are springing to mind right now, and yeah. I don't have any issues with uh, how the critics received it. Yeah, it it, we... it was flawed. It was flawed. I I do think that um, the twenty seven on Rotten Tomatoes is harsh. Oh, that's a bit for much. a movie that I think is just kind of good space fun. It is good space fun. I feel like the the twenty seven mm-hmm. is more reflective of. The fact that it was the Wachowskis, the fact that you had Mila Kunis and Channing Tatum, and the fact that I, I imagine the budget was enormous. People always get madder at a movie they when do. they do. Like you threw all this money at this, I yeah. am outraged. Yeah, and the, the budget says on uh, Wikipedia that it was um, close to two hundred million dollars, and they didn't quite meet that in the box office. They lost money a little bit on it, so. It's all, I mean, like, I get why it costs so much. It looks good. So, I mean, the CGI budget they spent, they spent well. The okay. folks who made that was talented. It costs money to make things look so pretty. Yeah. Don't I know it? You do. <laughs> That's why. Look at that. Look at that face, Amber. I know. Costs this is, money. It best a $10 face. <laughs> I am not in it to win it. <laughs> lies. And I take pride oh, in my lies. thrift. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right, Critics Corner. Megan, say bye to the Critics Corner. Bye, Critics Corner. We didn't blow you up this time. Not this time. Uh, <laughs> so, favorite scenes? Yeah. Um, good question. I know. It's it's not like it's broken down into scenes that I love so much as aesthetic points that really speak to me. Yeah, sure. I think that's, that I agree with that for sure. Because, I mean, there really weren't, like, particularly humorous moments. There were a couple, like, oh, this is, this is kind of funny. And yeah. there were a couple of, oh, that's, that's there wasn't really any action scene that kind of made me think, ooh, awesome. Right. It was more just, oh, well, that's lovely. Oh, I like how you did that. Oh, what delightful steampunky and futuristic technology you have there. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Ooh, actually, 
Not true. Uh-huh. There is one scene that both of us are 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 delighted by. Okay. Remind me. Uh, the bureaucracy planet. Oh, yes, bureaucracy planet. Yeah, this is delightful. So, I mean, machinations happen. We get to the point where um, Jupiter is trying to actually prove that she is the genetic duplicate of um, Mama Abraxas and legally inherit the Earth. And she goes to just bureaucracy planet and she's it's like going through um the dmv you know she keeps getting turned away saying she needs different very specific numbered forms and genetic tests to be able to um fill out a different form to be able to claim her inheritance yep desk after desk line after line stonewalling bureaucrat luckily she's just along for the ride she has an android who actually have to has to do all the heavy lifting of talking yes. to people and continuing to be polite she could not have done it without him oh absolutely not especially since even what's it he's the one who pays the bribe where does that money come from i don't yeah i assume jupiter must give him some must pay that She's, yeah, she's got to be paying him anyway, right? There's no real concept of how actual wealth works. Like obvi- The fact that she's royalty gives her value and, and has people doing things for her, but she doesn't seem to have actual access to money. Right. Whatever. He has to and pay a bribe the... to, to get yeah. through this, like to finally cut through this red tape after like several minutes of him and windows and lines and getting further and further harried and... Right. It's, it's it, it is a very nice i don't know why but it's it's a very yeah it just adorable. It, it, it yeah and it feels out of place in this movie it, it really does it's got a whole different feeling from the rest of the movie um it's Less kind of self-serious like, more tongue-in-cheek yes exactly yep, yep. Mm-hmm. just the it, it's it's that because it's, it's always it's, it's it's a nice dichotomy like a, a juxtaposition of, of having that you know fantastical highly technologically advanced basically at this point magical setting mm-hmm. with just the horrible and still sucking mundaneness of having to deal with lines and red tape all so like, much red tape even if you are this mystical royal reincarnation recurrence god damn it you still gotta wait in that goddamn line you gotta prove it amber you and then you still it. have to bribe that one guy to mm-hmm. get to the end of this 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 scene is also delightful because it, you just wind up in this this sort of it seems completely tucked away from the rest of the place there are no mm-hmm. lines there's nobody waiting nope. with them it's just this old grumbly crazy looking man and mm-hmm. his rube goldbergian vending machines yeah yeah and it's, i mean it's kind of it, it gets to the point of like nobody ever finishes the line essentially so um they end yeah. up with a place without a line and there she's able to get her i own the earth tattoo on her wrist yes the earth is mine here's my glowy wrist tattoo to prove it yeah exactly right which then keeps her in theory safe because mm-hmm. the whole plot was the Balaam, Eddie Redmayne, basically the main evil guy, was just Mm going to kill her because he already owned the Earth. Right. Unless the recurrence showed up. So you just got to reet, 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 murder her, out. Right. And then the younger brother, Titus, he wanted to basically murder her too, but he was going to marry her first so that he would own her stuff when she died. Pretty solid. Pretty pretty solid go. It seems like a good, especially at that point... She'd already gotten legal possession of the Earth, so yes. So it was in his right. best interest to make it so she got that far. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas, right. whereas Red Mane, once she did get that far, had to figure out another, had another to figure thing. Out something like, else. She had to yeah. give it up by, by it's, it is so complicated. But basically, every like the main crux is everybody wants the Earth mm-hmm. because the Earth will give them lots of money because it's full of people to be harvested. It is a particularly yes. rich harvesting planet. Mm-hmm. Exactly, lots of people. So now she owns it mm-hmm. because Virak rescues. Exactly. Yeah, and she so Jupiter is convinced to marry Titus very quickly in a like a half an hour seems yeah, like she work. I don't fully understand and it did seem like he was saying that he wanted to keep Earth safe um but and he wanted to keep the other planets he owned safe but he would need her to marry him in order to do that but i it was super unclear to me why that was true so yeah the 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 connection either was made poorly or was made while i was talking to you about some other funny thing that i of course noticed or said or thought and Mm -hmm. you needed to know about yes well one of the things we were asking is this all happens after um the jupiter and uh channing tatum are stolen away from somewhere and from Jupiter the commerce planet from the oh from yeah the bureaucracy yes. planet yeah she, exactly she gets right. her special just space gotten. tattoo mm-hmm. and then channing she's she's hitting on channing tatum right hard that's right um and it's, it's actually it might be working he's he seems to be he's his exterior seems to be thawing mm-hmm. and uh and then they they get kidnapped right had we mentioned that uh channing tatum is a wolf person um uh, i don't believe we've we've actually gotten there yes which is, as she's hitting on him, he says, I have more in common with a dog than I do with you. <laughs> and her response, of course, I like dogs. I like dogs. <laughs> which okay. is a delightful conversation ender. I, I did appreciate that scene, which it must have been in the preview because there aren't a lot of kind of chuckle-worthy scenes. But right. like, it's, that was a delightful moment where they both wanted to be out of that conversation after yep. she said that. The look mm-hmm. on her face was... Okay, and he said I should be going, and she said, "Right, yes, yes, this, we we right. can't be near each other right now after uh-huh. I just said that. I said some shit. I can't can't undo what I just said, so I'm just gonna okay. But when Jupiter and Channing Tatum are kidnapped by Titus, Jupiter goes off like on this like getting to know you dinner with Titus, and never even thinks to check on Channing Tatum to see if he's okay, given yeah. the fact that he was also kidnapped along with her the beginning of that encounter i feel like was worked well for me that yeah. she she she's kidnapped she comes face to face with this titus dude and she's immediately reciting all of the codes of conduct that he's broken because while in yes. transit i guess she had time to take in the new i'm a royalty person materials here's mm-hmm. what the laws are yeah awesome like she's self-possessed she's got the things memorized and she's like you're holding me against my will i can Take your money, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Space law. Yep. <laughs> yep. This is great. I'm like, okay, cool. You're gonna get yourself out of it. Oh, but you. Oh, so you're not gonna ask about Channing Tatum, and oh, you you are just gonna have dinner. Okay, well, I guess you know you're playing at political machinations. You know you're gonna be poised and cool, cool. That's good. That's poises. Poises helpful. Mm-hmm, it is. But then she continues not to ask about Channing Tatum. Yeah, and and the the stuff that Titus said, none of it. 
none of it would make me marry him. I I don't know. He didn't convince me. It was very me. unconvincing. I, I yeah. think maybe we're just supposed to think that because he finally told her what the earth was going to be used for, that it engendered right. some trust. Right. So it, it's at this point that we get to these glowy, um, you know, Fox glass. bottles. Yeah. Um, and they are you know, he finally tells her what they are and we learn that there are a hundred people and she is so stunned that she drops it. <laughs> she has just dropped a hundred people that, you know. You wasted it. I mean, it's, it's already just... done. Come yeah. To... What? They, now they died for no reason. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of, I mean, I, I you know. If I were in that position, I'd probably be pretty horrified that I was holding a hundred human lives in my hand, but... I would then um, set it down gently. Gently and carefully. Yeah, they, they, they didn't really convince me that she would go through the whole wedding spectacle, which was a, a delightful spectacle. She has so many it costume was. changes in this she movie. She does. Yeah. And, and again, they make it look good. She floats in. There's cyber people all around. Mm-hmm. Titus convinces her that it's a business partnership, not a, you know... He's saying it's don't think of it as your <laughs> as marriage on Earth, but a business partnership, which is good because it, as far as he's concerned, and as far as genetics are concerned, he is marrying his mother right now. Oh yeah, it is. That is just a very disturbing part of this. Like, and his mother, because of this, um, you know, human this soylent juice, like his mother always looked like Mila, Mila Kunis. Like she was never like an older mother person. She looked like the young version so he was definitely marrying his mom yeah but it was just a business arrangement gross thank goodness channing tatum shows up to save her thank goodness yeah Uh uh-huh so dog boy channing who's so uh, it's actually one of my favorite favorite like jargon things from this movie is genome Mm -hmm. engineering genome engineering yes genome engineering they 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 splicers is uh-huh. They take people and they splice them with an animal or insect. Right. Uh, thank you, Sean Bean, for being in this movie and being a yes. spliced bee man. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Amber saw this thing that I had not seen uh, in the first viewing, certainly. Oh, you mean his the pupil? Yes. Yeah. So, so you know, they give them kind of non-human characteristics to to make them Mm -hmm. stand out as splicers and in sean bean's case like his eyes flash yellow a couple of times but his pupil is also a hexagon shape it is such a subtle device to kind of show his otherness that like they Mm -hmm. they gave him a contact that made his pupil hexagonal yes it would it's awesome such delightful subtlety and they they do Mm -hmm. like that's the thing i i really enjoy about what they created in this movie not Mm -hmm. the story itself obviously and certainly not the dialogue and the action kind of whatever but there's such an attention to detail to Mm -hmm. making like the alien creatures that you kind of encounter like you have the gargoyle dragon man who has like wings and a tail and like an alligator face and and then the fight that he has with channing tatum they incorporate those elements like he's using yes. the tail and the wings to have fisticuffs which fuck don't ever go hand to hand with a giant winged dragon no. man but you know you just you have the 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 pilot of the police ship who was an <laughs> elephant man that yeah every time the captain told him to do something just blared his trunk just just snortled yeah it maybe was he doesn't speak maybe that's or maybe that's just so how he shows ascent mm-hmm. i don't know but that's what he did yep 
Like there yep. was there was such an excellent use of kind of makeup and creature effects to really create an, a sense of otherness. But it yes. was all very peripheral. Um, right. It was all just sort of window dressing. Yeah. The um, One of the cool things when they go, um, Channing Tatum takes Jupiter to Sean Bean and um, he's he's a bee man. And so his house is just like covered in beehives and bees. Um, and Sean Bean believes that she's the queen of the earth when all the bees just kind of hover around her and kind of do exactly as she's doing. Yes, she's she's the queen bee. Because bees she's... are genetically engineered to recognize royalty. Exactly right. Which also, in like, essentially instantiates that royalty is genetic. Yeah. Uh huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> that the concept of royalty is both universal and genetic, and mm-hmm. transcends species. Yep. <laughs> Sure, why not? I mean, they are also suggesting that the Earth was seeded 100,000 years ago. Oh, God, I love this, too. Mm-hmm. He's, Sean Bean is giving her a quick history lesson in his beehive-encrusted home, which, you're right, is delightful. There's wildflowers outside. Like, that yep. setting is so... I mean, it's, it's, it's still on Earth at that point. Mm-hmm. But it's It's still... outside of Chicago. Like, it's sh- very close outside of yeah. Chicago. Yep. But it's just this kind of old farmhouse encrusted with with honeycombs, you know, surrounded by bees and just wildflowers. And it's delightful. It is just this Mm -hmm. delightful, you know, conceit of somebody's crazy mind. Mm -hmm. But he's giving her a history lesson of the earth. He's like, okay, okay, human beings, they started somewhere else. Don't worry about where. (laughs) Yeah, not your problem. Then they came 100,000 years ago to this planet. And they're like, oh, this will be a great place to seed people that we can then murder all of for youth but first we have to kill all of these sentient reptiles yeah uh-huh so she's like wait do you mean dinosaurs that's right yeah. folks the humans made the dinosaurs like sorry the space humans yes made the dinosaurs who were sentient extinct mm-hmm. so yep. that they could then create people it so yeah it turns out that we are at our heart colonists all yeah. of us. We are all, all of us. colonizers. Yeah. And but this also, is our... we're all slaves. Yeah. Great. Whoa. 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 So, Amber, this is our um, one week post Thanksgiving um, episode where, yeah, we just like to talk about colonization and how um, bad it is. So, another fun thing about this movie is uh, Channing Tatum's um, space rocket boots. He's got he's got space skates on. He he spends most of the movie like skating around through the air. Yes, on hover roller skates. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Space age wheelies. Yeah. Yes, because he's a skyjacker. He's a skyjacker. Skyjackers usually have wings, but apparently his were moved, we learn later moved. Yeah. Yes, his he's so he's a disgraced skyjacker. Exactly. Who was a legionnaire, which presumably is some form of galactic military. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get his whole backstory at around the same time that we get the backstory of the Earth. Right. Sean Bean is a fount of knowledge. He is, yes. Uh, he he lost his wings and lost his job because he attacked a royal. Mm-hmm. Literally tore his throat out with his teeth. Which I only learned was Eddie Redmayne through the internet. Um, 
how would we know that how they never would we say that they never say that. Although going back with that information, Eddie Redmayne does always wear a turtleneck or something blocking his throat. Region. And he does talk like somebody who's oh, had their larynx ripped out and boy. replaced. Yeah, we have not gotten to Ed Ray- Eddie Redmayne's um, dialectical choices in this movie. No, Megan, we haven't. <laughs> no, should we? It's like a mix of like the the um evil emperor from Star Wars and like Gandalf the Grey. It's like old man whispery with so much importance. Until he gets upset and then he'll shriek something and at you. And then he yells. Yes. So loudly. I create life <laughs> It's and I like, also destroy it. <laughs> It's so good. And Amber, your impression is delighting me very much so because it is so very close. It is upsetting me greatly. Uh, yep. I am upsetting myself right now. Yep. It, it's it's fun to watch. It's stupid ridiculous, but it is hilarious. And and knowing the backstory, okay, okay, okay. Somebody tells wish- me that, okay, a, a humanoid... Lycantent, I believe that Lycantent, a dog yes. boy, ripped out my throat for mm-hmm. reasons that he can't explain. That that was the other bit. It was, it was oh, it was in his genes. He had bad genes to hate royals, yeah. so he should hate Mila Kunis, but he doesn't hate Mila Kunis. And it, I don't know. That was a weird side plot that didn't seem to. But you could just say that Eddie Redmayne pissed him the fuck off because he was an asshole. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why make it? Sort of a, because they, they kept kind of trying to, to bring in genetic predisposition to sort of yeah. sometimes, occasionally. Right. I mean, they, they were they were pushing genetics very hard because they wanted the reason for Mila Kunis to be the second coming of the Braxis mom to make sense, essentially, that she was the genetic Right. Reincarnation. Not that it yeah. seemed to matter in any any appreciable way other than the fact mm-hmm. that she could own the earth. She was nothing right. like that person. Although we never really get a sense of who that person really was. It, it did seem that um, it came out that Eddie Redmayne had killed his mother because it seemed like after 91 centuries, no, excuse me, millennia. 91 millennia of harvesting people for their essence, she decided that it was a bad idea and she wanted to stop and that's why he killed her. And so maybe Mila Kunis is now, um, you know, has that sort of morality to her now. Doesn't right. want to eat people otherwise, for long life. Otherwise. <laughs> otherwise, who wouldn't? She totally would have been like, oh, I own the earth and I can live for a really long time if I just harvest everyone on it. I mean, yeah, count me in. Mm-hmm. Channing Tatum, what's up? Let's do this. Let's do I'm this. I'm live forever. Stop trying to rip up my throat. <laughs> but Eddie Redmayne, if I if I know so that somebody like if somebody told me, okay, your throat has been ripped out by a dog man, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do now with your character? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'll talk like this <laughs> the oh. entire movie, except when mm-hmm. I get upset, and then it will be a drink. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's really fun. It's a it's a choice. Mm-hmm. He made a fucking choice, and he stuck with it. And it, the only 
thing that bothers me a little bit is like the the loud scenes, action scenes are so loud, and then you have to turn it up to actually hear what the hell Eddie Redmayne is saying. It's so hard to get the balance between smash, smash, blow up, scratch, blur, 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 and then yes, a guy doing whispery old man voice. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, now that you feel like you have a very good grasp of this movie, I'm sure Obviously. we've we've mm-hmm. definitely we've painted a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you understand everything and how it all works together. I think you and and we are ready for the final scene. Yes. And so this all ties into how you feel about Mila Kunis in general. Oh, God damn it. This fucking... Why? Why? Why these choices? Okay. So she manages to escape from the marriage to Titus, the youngest brother. And she just wants to go home. And her her relationship with Channing Tatum is kind of on the rocks at this point because she thinks that he was just using her to get back into the Legionnaires and get his literal wings back. And he, I don't know, he's 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 a weird dog man and he has like self-esteem issues. <laughs> he's kind of the takeaway there. And she's royal. They can't be together. Whatever. It's It's a love story, folks. So she goes home and, oh, no, her entire family's been kidnapped by Balaam, Eddie Redmayne, evil mm-hmm. villain, villain character. Right. And so this is his play on getting Earth. Yes. Earth force. I will give you your family back if you sign away the Earth. Keep in mind that signing away the Earth means that he will harvest it of all of its people. Mm-hmm. I so this doesn't really make up for it but he does say at some point that he will harvest it not in her lifetime and so that's supposed to be the like you get to live out your life on the earth before I harvest it yeah I mean congratulations I'm sure that will be fun kind of looking around your grandkids are gonna have just a shitty time no don't have any kids just don't do it That'll show him. Let's all just stop making babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Mila Kunis has basically decided to sacrifice the entire Earth and everybody in it for her family. Maybe. Mm-hmm. She might get them back. She's probably going to... Well, she's definitely going to die, I assume. She goes, Eddie Redmayne speeches, and then she's like, no, actually, I don't want to do this. This is something I don't want to do because... Because, yeah, you harvest the whole earth. That seems very bad. Everybody dies. Then everybody dies. Yep. I hadn't thought it through. Apparently. But luckily, Channing Tatum manages Mm -hmm. to take a single ship through the Jupiter hurricane. He's come to save her. Mm -hmm. And blow everything up. And, And literally everything. His ship apparently crashes into a very important thing that then... Starts a chain reaction that is, destroys this entire factory, I guess, that they yeah. built in a storm on Jupiter yep. that I think is, is meant to be used to harvest the entire human population when it's time. Very possibly. So, yeah, yeah. He, he basically sets off a chain of reaction that, you know, gives him a ticking clock on him managing to rescue her, her managing to rescue her family. And uh, that whole thing takes forever. He fights with the giant lizard guys. That's kind of fun. She mostly just runs away. Yeah, I mean, what else is she really supposed to do? But No, yes. no, no. I mean, yeah, she... everything's blowing up. And so it's just kind of a series of her running away from blowing up things. Right. And at this point, Eddie Redmayne has decided, fuck everything. I'm just going to murder her. Which, fair. That, that does seem to yeah. be in character he, for him. He tried to do it the, like, 
you sign over the earth to me legally way and now fuck everything you just need to die just like my mom did yeah you know it's uh, some people are just stuck in cycles yeah he keeps asking her do you remember this moment did somewhere in your genetics do you remember what i said to you that day the day that i murdered you okay her her capping line i'm not your damn mother Okay, but yep. so he's very clearly intending to kill her and her mm-hmm. family and the entire earth, but very immediately to kill her. Yes. She gets a gun on him. He says, mm-hmm. I know you, you were my mother, you you can't pull the trigger. And then she does, but she shoots him in the leg. Right. Okay, I don't... He's He wants to kill you and your family and the earth. I feel like take one for the moral team and shoot the person. Yeah. Just sh- mm-hmm. just kill him. But yeah, no, it's really important that you don't get your hands dirty, I guess, because you do not seem to have an issue with Channing Tatum killing people on your behalf. Nope. That has not registered as an issue for you. Mm-hmm. So she's running and running, and then he shows up again and tries to murder her with his bare hands again. Mm-hmm. She, fi- she, she fights him off again, and then again doesn't finish him. <laughs> no, she throws the pipe away. Okay, but still that it would kind of be good just for your general ability to escape right now mm-hmm. to murder him. Oh, okay, the this the the space station broke up a little bit more and gravity murdered him. Yep. That Phew. doesn't seem to bother you. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just mm, that that fucking irks me. Why is yeah. it so important that she herself does not murder somebody? Is there some sort of purity that she needs to maintain once yeah. you killed in self-defense? you become a worse person and she'd start harvesting the earth herself. I don't understand why yeah, you need it, to have that kind of... Yeah, right. If she just ended... Like, the movie would just be two minutes shorter um, if she just, you know, shot him and then escaped with Jenny Tatum like she ends up doing. Maybe they're just trying to set up the fact that, that all life is precious to her. She doesn't want anybody to die. I guess. Well, but that just occurred to her because she moments before was willing to have nine million billion people die on her behalf. So long it was after her lifetime had finished. Exactly. By not killing the Abraxas family, Mm -hmm. you are also making it so they can continue harvesting planets of people. Yeah. Yep. But it's really important that for your own psyche and moral underpinnings, you shouldn't have to take a life. Mm-hmm. I would have killed so many people. I would have killed Titus. I would have <laughs> killed. Oh, I definitely would have killed Eddie Redmayne out of yeah, hand. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kali could probably live. Kali could probably live. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, she's still harvesting people, but yeah, I don't know. It, it depends yeah. on how reasonable about not doing it anymore she would be. Mm-hmm. Like if she's she's on board to kind of just like dismantle the whole system, I feel like she'd be a useful ally. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If you want to protect the Earth, you're gonna have to start killing people. Or you're mm-hmm. going to have to have other people kill people for you. And does that really make you a better person? Or does that make you a coward who won't dirty your hands because you think you're above the need to do dirty murder work? Yeah, good point. That's what blue collar guys like Channing Tatum are for. Exactly. That's what dog men are for. That's what dog men are for. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amber, what would you rate this movie on our rock scale? R is for regrettable. O is for outstanding. I know what O is for. C is for crazeball. I know what C is for. And K is for K. I I know what they all are for because Mm -hmm. I am subjected to this on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. I don't want to play anymore. This movie is fine. That's all you're getting out of me. This this movie is fine. Has delightful moments, but ultimately it's it's fine. 
This movie's fine, Megan. It's fine. The rating system holds the podcast together, Amber. The rating system doesn't know such thing. It does. It's the rating our... system is the ravings of a madwoman. Yes. Like I said, it holds the podcast together. This movie is K. Yay! Freaking monster. You despot, evil person. Yeah, this movie's K. Um, yeah, and it, it's got some kind of just craze balls moments. Uh, you know, Eddie Redmayne's whole performance is craze balls incarnate it's I, I still find it very entertaining i enjoy noticing stray details that went into yeah. like the the care and 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 attention to detail that went into making the background of the movie is really yeah. what delights me the most it's it, sean it, bean is great in it absolutely um, he survives he survives in this movie which he, is rare for sean yes. bean <laughs> he does survive in this movie <laughs> after betraying channing tatum and mila mm-hmm. kunis yep um yeah, no, I, I like, and, and there there's suggestions of things that I'm much more interested in. Like, yes. I am curious about the police force and the various races mm-hmm. and genome engineering and legionnaireing and... Genome engineering is, God, I makes love me so mad. It makes, like, it's genome engineering. Yep. You would not abbreviate it or you would not say genome. Like, genome it's genome. Genome engineering. <laughs> it's genome it. engineering. Get or get up. Hey, Megan. Yes, Amber. Do you want to do an Abby story? Yes, I do, Amber. Then have at um, it, woman. Yes, um. So I was thinking of this older Abby story, which is um, Abby at one point had a balloon. And um, this was when she was pretty little and she was in the high chair and she was very excited about this balloon. Um, and she was playing with it, and then um, her dog Parker got super excited about the balloon, too, and wanted to, like, bite at the balloon. And it was my mom and I sitting at the table with Abby. And, like, I have realized that I have, like, a fear of popping balloons, like, because Abby, as she must have been, like, 18 months at this point, and she was, like, just smushing this balloon, and I thought it was going to pop in her face, and it was driving me slightly. I just was... uh, having a very hard time watching her play with a balloon like that. But then she was also kind of waving it in front of Parker. And my mom and I were both warning her, like, this is fun and games, but Parker's going to poof that balloon. Um, And um, she ended up letting it go at some point. And Parker did, in fact, uh, poof the balloon, which is something that Abby talked about for days and months and years later that Parker poofed the balloon. and then um, she tells the story different ways sometimes. Sometimes if you ask her, she'll say, Maggie poofed the balloon, um, which is her ratting me out. I wanted the balloon poofed, but I did not, in fact, poof this balloon. I want to go on record. Um, and then I have a video of her, like, months later talking about, um, I asked her who poofed the balloon, and she said um, that Parker poofed the balloon. And then she said... And Corey poofed the balloon? And then she makes this face that is like the emoji with like the all the teeth, like the emoji. And that's her I'm lying face. And um, yeah, I feel like you, you told me that at some point she went to the dentist and they gave her a balloon. Uh-huh, they gave her a purple balloon, yep. And she very, very solemnly informed the dentist that <laughs> Parker poofed the balloon. Yes, <laughs> I don't think the dentist had any idea <laughs> what she was talking about. But ah, a balloon! I see. 
I see. Are you aware that Parker poofed the balloon? <laughs> well, now you are, sir. Now no. you are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so, Amber, do you have a recommendation for our lovely listeners? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I, I thought you were going Chris Farley on that and me trying to teach you that there's a capital letter B as well. Good God, enough, man. <laughs> so for some reason, when we start recording, I will occasionally just start doing voice exercise things and Megan will start doing voice exercise things. But for some reason, mine isn't really a voice exercise. It is a nursery rhyme from a show that I watched when I was oh. a kid in the 90s. I did not know that. And the only, I only know one person who recognizes Cree Craw Toadfoot Geese Walk Barefoot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why that stuck with me. I guess because it's so goddamn creepy. Yeah. It's upsetting. But there's a show from the 90s called The Pretender. It ran oh. for four seasons. I believe it even got like TV movies to sort of wrap up its mythology, which was complex and bizarre and very labyrinthine but essentially michael t weiss plays a young genius who was abducted from his family and used by a place called the center to run simulations for them and essentially they sold that information to come they made money off of his genius because he could become anyone he wanted to be and so one day he breaks out as an adult man who's been kept in this you know secluded place and and used for his genius and so every episode is him doing another profession. Uh-huh. So like today he's a doctor and then the next episode he's a firefighter and then the next episode he's working for like a disease control place. So it's kind of quant- quantum leap-esque? Kind of quantum leap-esque except, you know, he's a complete genius who mm-hmm. can teach himself to do these careers perfectly and, and is see. trying to right wrongs, much much quantum leap-like essentially. He'll, he'll go where a murder has happened or someone's mm-hmm. been wrongly accused and he'll find out who did it. And the thing that <laughs> I think I appreciate the most is that he's basically a sociopath. Uh-huh. Because he cares about people and he empathizes, but he also wants to punish the people who've done bad things. So he'll create this psychological trap where he'll do the thing to them that they did to somebody else and Ah. essentially make them think that they're about to die. One guy he buries alive. Another guy he convinces has contracted this deadly flesh-eating virus. And and so he gets them to confess to the thing that they did. And then, you know, he moves Uh on to the next town and lets the law deal with whatever mess he just made. Wow. But it is just, it's sort of this masturbatory fantasy of revenge he doesn't <laughs> actually kill them but he definitely makes them think they're about to die yep in sort yep. of a justice way yeah and then there's a whole mystery of i want to find my parents and i am just being introduced to this world and what's junk food and oh pez dispensers and oh silly putty and he discovers a new little toy or junk food every episode to make it cute and you know adorable and ultimately it's 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 kind of disturbing but also yeah. It's it's so bad and so good. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> Punish those men, Jared. Punish them. Wow. Do you want to play a game? It is kind of. It like does that. sound. It does sound jigsawy as well. It's kind of jigsawy. It's just. Mm-hmm. He's always watching 
like record like his entire childhood was recorded so he's always always watching himself as a young boy yeah. doing simulations that pertain to whatever thing he's doing that it's, it it's it's a weird show that can't be healthy it can't be i don't he's not healthy he's not sane so that's the pretender the pretender excellent very old show i'm honestly not saying you should watch it i'm just saying that that's where creek rod toadfoot <laughs> geese walk barefoot comes from okay good so when i say it you can know it's from a 90s show which was my question it was not do you have a recommendation it was where does that saying come from so thank you yeah i, I heard the subtext okay i listened yeah beyond the words megan. i appreciate that so megan do you have a recommendation amber i do have a recommendation oh that's good yeah will it so, also explain something that you did earlier well it will um it came from something we watched earlier oh okay well i guess that kind of counts and it yeah. makes probably more sense so the captain of the Aegis, which were the like the um, police force in um, Jupiter Ascending, was an actor named Nikki Amuka Bird, and she plays a detective inspector Aaron Gray in Luther. Yeah, Luther stars Idris Elba as a detective, and it is a tr- Truly dark BBB, BBB, BBC show that um, he's, a, yeah, I mean, he's a detective that works outside the lines of, you know, the law, mostly inside, but, but also, you know, he ends up going dark several times. It, it's, it's, um, it's very good though. And um, Idris Elba is just a delight to watch in it even when he's being you know fairly upsetting um yeah watch luther and be upset and be a little bit upset but also enjoy like there's there's very good kind of uh overarching themes and um detectiveiness and the side characters like the people he works with are all um really well developed you know it's kind of like the um tim in um justified kind of thing the tim and rachel like his um like co co detectives are also super fun to watch as well so excellent yeah i won't be watching that yeah it's fair i don't think i can handle that I understand. I can only handle light sociopathy. I can't handle full-blown serial killers. Yeah. And s- sad darkness. Yeah, R- Ruth Wilson is is that that character in Luther. And um season 5 just was released on the BBC in January and I haven't actually gotten a chance to watch it yet, but I hear it's now out on Stars. Oh, fancy. Mhm. The what and the where. Yes, indeed. I don't know where you're going to find the pretender. In Amber's brain, just ask her about it next time you see her. (laughs) I can tell you all the things about it. (laughs) (laughs) It may never have existed. So, Amber. Oh, no. I I would like to close the way I always do. Of course you would, Megan. Of course you would. By saying. Because you're a sadist. Like I always say. Yeah, like you always do. It's the same every time. What's that thing you always say? I, I can't remember it because it's it's it happens so frequently that I've must have blocked it out. Amber? No. 
geologists have a saying. Oh, God. Rocks remember. So help me, Rhonda, what does that mean? <laughs> that's not, that's not real. That's not a real saying, and you made that up. Rocks remember, Ember. Don't you drag geologists like this? <laughs> There's information in those rocks. There's fossils and carbon Monster. dating and genomonomics. Genome engineering. Genome engineering. Those rocks are the center of the genome engineering debacle. Exactly right. Oh, dear. Well, thank you for that, Megan. I feel like I can leave this podcast happy. Rocks remember. Bye, Amber. Uh, Bye, Megan.